Hey there, it's Johnny from San Francisco. Love the show, love the content. Awesome, awesome stuff. Fucking rad. As for my question, what advice and or recommendations would you give somebody that is constantly going from place to place, nomadic lifestyle, or just um, going from job to job. Little background on that question. Uh, one of my many gigs is I provide DJ entertainment services, and the last two days and two nights I've been put up in a hotel, and it's always a challenge for me to exit and make that exodus. So what what kind of go bag advice can you give me and how to get your shit all together? Well, I can only presume that last podcast went over well, the one I talked about waterboarding in the art of intelligence, considering the amount of views I have on it, and that uh, I didn't get no pushback or questions. So hopefully, hopefully... That worked out the way I was hoping, because I know those that listened to it realized in the middle there I had questions a time or two about what I was doing. So that was Johnny. Johnny is back again with another question. I don't know Johnny. I don't have, I'm don't not paying anybody to leave voice messages. I think he's doing it because he's learned I'll answer the questions for anybody who does that. So remember, you can do that too. You have 60 seconds. And it will cut off on its own. So if you want to leave a voice message, comment, or question, you got 60 seconds. You just got to do it through the Anchor app or at Anchor FM. But you can do it on a phone, tablet, computer, whatever you want. So go bags. I try my best sometimes to talk in a way as though there are people listening that don't know certain things about some of the subjects. So we'll do the same here. What is a go bag? It is a bag you take when you go somewhere. That's the short version, not making fun of it. There's all kinds of names for go bags. I look at go bag as a general term for types of bags because they have specific purposes. Like we have the bailout bag, the bug out bag, the ops bag. We got the day bag, troll bag, arranged bag, hand bag, baguettes with the tomato relish, ball bags. Not the kind you're thinking about. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, there's lots of types of bags, but go bags are used for different reasons all the time. And it doesn't really matter what term you put on them. I don't honestly care. And I don't think anybody else should either. But the advice we're going to give, I think this will help you. Anybody out there who's looking to kind of up their game or make changes or, or create something like this for yourself. We've talked about this to some degree before. I don't really talk like bug out bags, but go bags are pretty simple. In my work, we had things called ops bags. Some people did that were part of everyday life. We're looking for a go bag here. A simple example of a go bag is a purse. Now, I'm not talking about a clutch or a cute little handbag or one of those expensive coach bags that has a wallet in there that when you pull it out, it's as big as the purse that's holding it. I'm talking about that big purse mom or grandma has that when she asks you to get her keys and you go over and realize it weighs 25 pounds and you realize, mom, that's why your back's out. Then you have her dump it out and you see all the shit she keeps in there and say, what is this for? That actually is a good training exercise. That's what I call it anyway. To find out how well women tend to be prepared for things. Find out the kinds of things they keep in there and why. And that's their daily need. That's really part of their everyday carry. Everyday carry bag. There's another bag. But the go bag has a purpose. That's what we're building it around. Is why, why do I need this bag? Here's why I need it. Okay. What time frame is this bag supposed to cover me for? You know, how much longevity? And and you build it around that purpose. And you got to remember, it's real easy to watch videos and bug out bags and all this stuff. And people talk about survival and really bad situations and whatever essentials they think you need. Most discussions are about being minimal to some degree based on the time period you want it to last for. And survival situations or active shooter situations, those are all good things. Good things in their own right for what those conversations are for. What I suggest to people, and especially the way I'm going to answer this question, is there are creature comforts that are probably needed in a go bag. It's like a long time ago, one of the prepping things I talked about. 
prepping isn't about surviving, meaning we're not doing it to have the bare minimums to survive. Prepping is being prepared enough to thrive, meaning live exactly as you are now, as uninterrupted as possible, despite the inconvenience. Until such time, you need to start, take your thriving situation and maybe scaling it back a little longer to make your, uh, or scaling it back some more so that your, your supplies last longer. Because if you only do it for the bare minimums to survive, when it's gone, it's gone. Can't make it last longer. So looking at Johnny's question, we're going to bounce this around Johnny's question. Apply this to your own situation. Johnny's a DJ out there spinning records or whatever he's doing. He's traveling for work, of course, going to the clubs, bar mitzvahs, wherever he's going to do his work. He has to travel for it. Now, based on either the hours or the distance he's traveled in the Bay Area, he's been put up in a hotel, which is good. Because saying he's been put up means he probably didn't have to pay for it. And then he's got to be in the hotel couple things I'm not clear on. I don't think I need to be clear on them, though, to give a good answer to this question. So, Johnny, if I screw this up, you can let me know. One of the things I'm not sure about is if the question's about designing the boat go bag just because you're traveling, traveling for work, although I think that's probably what you're saying. It could be in case there's an issue or in case you can't get back or in case you need to stay in a hotel and you weren't told about it beforehand. But I can actually address all those by focusing on the first one of just having it for travel. At the end there, he mentioned about exiting the situation. I'm not clear on that exactly. So I'm going to do my best. So I'm going to just make some assumptions about what he's asking to answer the question, to give you this the idea. What we're looking for is a go bag. So it sounds like the go bag we're looking for relates to his job. Makes sense. His job is not geographically stable. He goes from place to place. That could happen every day. It could even happen multiple times a day in that business. When he travels, he stays in one geographic region, but it is around a large city, or a large city. So that's a, that's a big piece of property he's got to cover. He may or may not have to use public transportation. We got overnight stays that we know involve hotels, but could at other times involve other situations, maybe a friend or a new friend or something where he stays over somebody else to save some money. Or just because it's late, or we go out and have a few drinks, or we party till four in the morning, DJing in strobe lights, and it's just not conducive to drive home. All kinds of reasons are there. So looking at that, assuming that's the purpose in it, what we want to look for is our bag. Once we identify the purpose, the next thing to identify, and this is just the way I do it doesn't matter if it's a survival bag for living in the jungle for a year or if it's the go bag for DJing. Once we defined the purpose of this bag, we then look at the lifespan. How long do I want this bag to last? Meaning we're going for self-reliance here. In a perfect world, there's a lot of things I may not need or may not need to use, but however, I need to have my essential items in there to last me a specific amount of time. That can be stretched a little bit. We could very easily discuss a very standard travel bag in a 15 to 20 liter, probably 20 liter backpack that with the clothes on your back, you could fly to Europe and very easily carry everything you need with not too much weight to spend several months walking around Europe and taking photographs, as crazy as that sounds. Very easy to do if you know what you're doing and have the right guidance. However, comma, we take that exact same bag and turn it into the go bag and Johnny situation or an everyday carry bag for shopping all day at the mall, all of a sudden that's way too much crap. So that's part of why we take the purpose and then identify the time period. So my suggestion would be we're traveling for work. We know we've been put up in a hotel. I will assume based on the statement that the couple of times we're just overnighters. And so I would say, let's look at a situation where we could be gone for Three, day, three days and two nights, so we're leaving at some point on day one. Could be early in the morning, could be late in the evening. Go somewhere, we get a hotel. You know, we work, we get a hotel, sleep there during the day, whatever. Repeat, wash, rinse, and repeat. So we want probably something for two nights, assuming that the standard so far has been one or maybe two, that we can extend to three nights if needed due to business work requirements or some sort of delay that's out of our control. Now, going back, I said essentials. Essentials doesn't mean we're being minimalists. Minimalists mean that for whatever you're doing and whatever time period you want 
this doing thing to cover and whether you have a bag or not, you're carrying as minimal amount of things as possible. You can look all kinds of stuff up on minimalists, whether it's hiking, camping, how they live at home. Essential doesn't mean minimal. It can for you, but it doesn't have to mean that. Give you an example. Well, when I'm at home, I go bare feet a lot. I always have. He's in his kid. I like it just fine. I don't like wearing just socks unless it's cold and I have special socks for that. Or I'm wearing shoes. So when I need to go outside or whatever, I have slippers. I have slippers made for summer, slipper made, made for winter because I just don't wear socks if I don't have to. If I'm wearing socks, I'm wearing footwear. When I go to somebody's house, though, I don't care who they are, how long I've known them and how clean I know they keep their house. I just don't go bare feet in their house. I think it's rude. And I always think it's dirty and gross. Don't in my own house, but I always think it is in somebody else's. But I also won't wear socks in that situation if I don't want to wear shoes because I feel the same way. So I'll either wear shoes all day or like when I travel, I'll carry a comfy pair of slippers. So for me, that's an essential item. It's not a survival item. But if I travel and I'm staying in hotels, I definitely have a pair of slippers. So what I'm saying is essential is there are things we definitely need like hygiene items, for example, but there may be things that are what we might call creature comforts that we file under the essential column, so let's not forget those. So using this situation where we're traveling locally for work, very well can end up in a hotel, what are some things we need? First, let's look at clothing. Clothing is important. I always recommend people carry extra clothes in their cars. One of the things I always recommend for women, too, is if you have an outfit for your employment you wear that requires or by choice you wear say high heels or some sort of footwear you definitely wouldn't use in an athletic fashion or, or definitely not walking around chasing kids at the mall all day i always recommend they have an extra comfortable pair of shoes there's a lot of women i know and i'm sure you've probably seen them that wear tennis shoes you can see them driving around hitting starbucks doing whatever they want in a business suit wearing nikes but they do that for the comfort convenience of it and then when they get to the office they slip on them heels or pumps whatever they're doing do their thing then they switch it out at the end of the day completely good for them but i always recommend an extra pair of some sort of footwear in a car and some at least one set of clothing so even though we're talking about a go bag if you're using your own automobile because i still think this applies before we get to the bag i just recommend in general that you have one pair of backup footwear that most of the time you would find it appropriate to whatever your lifestyle is with a pair of socks and then probably one complete set of clothes that most of the time for what you're doing and in most environments of the year, most seasons would work for you. Something you can put in there, leave in there that you don't need. You have no problem wearing it. You feel good in it. But if it sits there for a year, no big deal. Now, going back to the bag, when we look at clothing, one of the things I carry and I always recommend to people is having at least one set of backup undergarments just due to stress or I mean sweat. Maybe you got to get out and change a tire. You don't mean to sweat, but that happens. You know, maybe there's some sort of accident, vehicle accident. And as a result, your body loses control. As funny as that might sound. Maybe you just get in a situation where you're going to feel fresh and comfortable. I would have at least one backup set of undergarments being whatever form of underwear and a pair of socks. And for women, some sort of bra, if you wear a bra, that would work for whatever your situation in general is. I would definitely have that. Now, since we're looking at overnighters, the thing to then add on to that would be what other clothing do you need? Do you want something casual that you wear only at night, whether it's pajamas, a sweatshirt, a t-shirt, whatever you sleep in? Perhaps you need to add, add that to your bag. Um, and then these are just suggestions based on this situation. Other things we could be looking at are additional pairs, especially of undergarments because of the traveling and staying overnights. So definitely look at those. Now, these may not be what he wants for his go bag. Because like I was saying, I'm not entirely clear what the purpose is. So we're going to figure that out. Another thing should be in your go bag, though, is hygiene items. For hygiene, my recommendation is no matter how many creature comforts you take, if your go bag's intention or a partial crossover intention of this go bag is, I'm going, I know I'm staying in a hotel, but you are anticipating or prepared for the fact you could end up staying in a hotel a week for, far from home need to consider reasons why that would happen, vehicle breakdowns, maybe get a walk long distances. Just remember ounces are pounds, pounds are sweat. 
So where you can save on weight, you know, you got to remember vehicle breaks down. You're in San Francisco. It's July. And for whatever reason, no public transportation is available. Nobody's giving you a ride because they don't like you. And you got to walk 20 blocks carrying this bag. If you're not in that great a shape, or even if you are, but you're not used to carrying weight on your back and the bag weighs 25 pounds, that would be considered ultra light in the backpacking world. But if you're not used to that and you have a good bag that distributes the weight properly, you're going to find out how heavy that 25 pounds is. And if that go bag is 45 pounds, you're definitely going to figure it out. So basic hygiene items, I always have toothbrush, toothpaste as a minimum, and sometimes floss that I keep in my car and I keep in bags. I would have that in any go bag that's being used around some sort of a travel idea like this. Probably upgrade to things to wash with, whether you're using barred soap or body wash. I personally only carry a couple of like two ounce bottles of shampoo and conditioner. Now granted, I shave my head, but I have a beard, but shampoo and conditioner can go a long ways. I use body washes, but I don't put them in go bags just due to the size and weight and how long they last. I have barred soaps that work well for me that I do because they're smaller and last really a long time. One thing to think about, though, with hygiene items, when you stay in a hotel, they come with hygiene items. It's built into your hotel costs. So if you end up in a hotel, one nice thing about that is you don't have to use your products. You could use theirs. But if you end up in a cheap motel, I guess say you have to go stay at Motel 6, right? I've stayed at a lot of Motel 6s, but they're not all created equal. You stay in a Motel 6 in BFE or a nice little small town in South Dakota, they're usually actually pretty squared away, pretty clean, and have all the stuff there as much as people think they wouldn't. You stay at a Motel 6 in a major city, it's like you're camping overnight in a third world country sometimes. They may not have all the amenities in there. But you have the option to use those. The other thing you can do is also take them, even if you don't use them. But that can make your materials last longer. So things to consider there with hygiene items. Other things to consider is money. Now, cash is easy to use, but credit cards are typically quicker and easier in most situations. The other thing is a single piece of plastic takes up less space than multiple bills. It's easy to hide, pull out, put in the palm of your hand if you need to get that serious about it and not have to worry about a fistful of dollar bills. But if you're going to do that, put in money you can lose, meaning buy a prepaid credit card. Don't use a real credit card because if you put a real credit card in there, it's connected to your credit account. And if that gets stolen or lost, the hassle and all the stuff goes along with that is significant. Use a prepaid card. Based on the situation we're describing here, I would say what is the types of hotels you stay in, the average cost most of the time. Let's assume you're going to have to pay for them on some occasions. And you know, give yourself a little buffer on how much that could cost you, not to mention possibly needing food for meals or at least a few snacks because you can go quite a long time without food even if you don't want to, but you're going to need liquids. So let's assume that there's a $75 average, give or take, for a hotel stay. So for two nights, it's $150. And then you could add food on top of that. You probably need a $300 prepaid card, if, you know, if you can only do 100 or even 50, you just got to make that money work in your favor. But if the money's there, have a prepaid card that you could use as a backup to get your room for two or three nights based on the situation we have in this question and perhaps a couple beers, a hot dog, a steak, whatever you need. But that's good to have. Doesn't mean you have to use it. Those things last forever. So you can use your wallet, your regular money. You can use that all day long. But if something happens you have that backup spare in there. Not to mention that if you have the go bag there and you have everything you need, let's say you're traveling with a buddy, you break down somewhere and this go bag turns into a get home bag. You can hand them that bag that has all the basic essentials to help them out while you take your regular stuff, assuming you have it with you. However you work that out. So money's important. The other thing is you can throw in communication items in this type of situation. Typically that's really only going to be a backup phone if somebody has it. Not a lot of people do that. But there are people that do it, but you can consider options like that. So these are the real general basic everyday things. Looking at this situation where we're traveling, we have some extra clothing items. We have, you know, medications if we need them. We have a little extra money and a prepaid card that we could lose. And the idea is what we're putting in this bag as a go bag is we want the bag as much as possible to be a self-sustainable environment we can operate or live out of up to a specific amount of time. 
But at the same time, if it gets taken or we lose it, it doesn't impact our lives. Okay, you're broke down in the desert, you use your go bag, you walk two miles, you get attacked by coyotes, coyotes, dingo ate your backpack. Yeah, that sucks. But we're looking at not serious situations. Car gets broken into, somebody takes it. You're in the club, you set it down, somebody takes it. Something like that, you lose it. That there's not a significant financial impact of losing what's in there. You lose a few hygiene items, whatever you spend on this bag, you know, a prepaid credit cards, their biggest win. You know, maybe you got a book in there to read or something. So as much as possible, we want to try to make the go bag something that if we lose in normal circumstances, not a situation where we're dependent on the bag, it's not a huge hit. The other thing too is the bag itself, using it in this description, and I'm going to go into another possibility how this bag could be used in a minute, but in either version and in an urban environment, I don't know that you need to take the whole gray man thing and apply it to it as far as what the bag looks like or whatever. That's really your decision. I think I've talked enough at this point about what that means and how to apply it to your own life for you to decide what you want to do. But at the same time, I don't think there's a problem with somebody having a Hello Kitty backpack as a go bag. Really, how much attention you draw to yourself, how much incognito, hiding in plain sight, any of these terms and phrases I've explained on ways to work them in at whatever level you choose to still applies to this situation of whether or not it matters to you. So if it doesn't matter, don't freak it out. You don't need a $300 go bag. That's real nice, well-made. If you want to get one, by all means. But I've had, I have disposable go bags, I call them, small bags made from backpacks that fold up like a fat wallet that are 15 liters or 10 liters that hold a few items I call disposable that I keep as extras in case somebody was to need them, that there's no huge loss to me if they disappear. That's just one example of why the bags don't really matter. So looking at that, another way we can look at this too, whether or not you want to have those items into them, is a go bag in the sense of, because we're in the hotel talking about exiting the situation, what might be talking about security, leaving the hotel, you might be talking about security based on the areas he's in, could be talking about traveling there or traveling home, having a vehicle issue or an issue that requires us to lose our main mode of transportation. And I'm just assuming there's a vehicle. It could very viably be he doesn't have a vehicle, but he's very capable and easy to use public transportation, but we know there's times that can't be dependent upon him, so he could end up being on foot. What additional items or other things do we want to think about? Well, put yourself in that situation and say, and he can, of course, do this really easily, what is your situation? I don't have a vehicle, we'll say. I use public transportation. I choose to use buses and trolleys in the Bay Area as much as possible. I'll use a taxi if I have to, but let's say they're really expensive. Okay, we'll assume that there's a bus pass already owned. Let's say we already have the bus pass. But situation happens, buses break down, we can't get to them, we miss our connection, and we got to walk 15 blocks. What are things we would need to keep? When, when you take your go bag from, in, in my first description, I was looking at it as more of a support bag for the possibility of an extended stay or a short-term stay somewhere that isn't necessarily planned that we can be ready for. We can have some basic essential items. You know, our fuzzy slippers and extra clothes. That's one way to look at it. This other way, we're looking at more of a situation where we need to have things in there that help us manage the situation more effectively. So examples of things we could do in this situation. And this is good for people who travel if you're not familiar with the areas. One thing is having a hard map, a map of the area. Like one of the things I've done and still do, if, if I was to go to a new city I haven't been to, and let's say I'm just going there to vacation with my girlfriend for a few days, right? Because just to be fair, I'm making this up. The girlfriend is just as fictitious as me going on a vacation right now. One of the things you often see is you can get maps in a lot of places and in hotels that are very descriptive, but they're almost cartoonish animated. You know, you can get something like that if that's the area you're going to be in. But having a map just of that city and the area is good if you're not familiar with the whole place or that area because you can read signs, you have the map, a lot of them now are laminated, which is good, and they fold up to only show a few things. Now, granted, depending on what your travel is, what your situation is, whether or not you want to be looked at like a tourist, 
that's the whole Grayman thing you take into account. But a map is a good possible thing to have. Another item that might be good is having one of those backup battery supplies. Ones made by like Anchor and other companies. Ones that are going to charge that cell phone of yours at least one time. Now, if you buy one, make sure it's one where your existing phone charger, because most phone chargers now plug into your phone, and the other end of it typically isn't a wall plug now. It's a USB port that connects to a wall plug. Whether it's USB, A, B, C, whatever it is, you want to make sure that cable works with that backup supply. That way you you have that to connect there properly. And then you can have at least one recharge on your phone. Those are fairly cheap and they're fairly small for one that'll do one charge or like a charge and a half, depending on the type of phone you have. So you have that backup supply because it's going to suck when that phone dries up, especially if you need to call for help because pay phones aren't around that much anymore because Superman's gone. And a lot of people just don't loan phones out. It depends on where you're at. So that's something to consider. Another thing to consider is especially if we think having this go bag is going to put us in a mobile situation on foot is calories, having some high calorie items in there. Probably something similar to start like the types of bars and snacks we see hikers use because while there is some sugar, there's some sugars in there, which is good and some salts because you're going to be active and depending on how active you're used to being or what the weather's like, you're going to sweat a little bit, which means you're going to lose some sodium and glucose. So you want that in there. There's going to be some protein in there and a lot of carbohydrates. Carbohydrates are energy, so it's good to have those. You can easily carry a couple of snacks, have a pretty good amount of calories to keep your belly full and have the energy to keep moving if we're going mobile. The other thing to have is whether you have water in it or not would probably be, even if you just connected it to the outside, some sort of water bottle. I would recommend 32 ounces as one liter. People don't realize how much water they go through, how much they're going to need it when that's all they're drinking. Plus, when you eat these snacks and they got some salt in them, it's going to be like eating beer nuts at a bar. You're going to want to drink water, but that's a good thing because you're keeping your body hydrated. Because you start flushing out salts and sugars and electrolytes and potassium and you're not refilling that properly and you don't have the water, you're getting all forms of dehydration coming at you right at once. We don't want that. So definitely something like that. You could add into it a, an energy drink. I don't mean one in a can. What I mean is energy by the idea of like a dried packet that's a, a form of Gatorade. It would be better to carry clean water than it would be to carry a liter of red Gatorade. But you could get an electrolyte drink of some type to put in there as an addition to it. If you're going to do that, I would recommend a rehydration salt packet that has salt, glucose, electrolytes, and potassium. And that's also the reason why you'd want 32 ounces because they typically mix with 32 ounces of water. Depending on where you're at, the environment you're in and how much you trust local water because you may find yourself getting it from the tap in a restaurant or outside on the street somewhere. You may want some sort of water filter system. There's tons of those you can get like Sawyer. But those those things you're, you're going to be wanting to look at. You may be in an environment where something like a compass matters, where you're out traveling out in the middle of nowhere and you really need to know compass directions. Whereas if you're in a metropolitan area, knowing north, south, east, and west may not be that big of a deal because we have street signs everywhere. A lot of it's on somewhat of a grid pattern. And based on what the sign says, we might have a pretty good idea if we're going north, south, east, or west. So those are things to consider in that situation as well. I would recommend at least at a minimum an any go bag, a, a small first aid kit, even, even for the little things like a few band-aids, probably some BZK. That's what it's called. BZK, Bravo Zulu Kilo. It's similar to alcohol, but it doesn't sting and it cleans up wounds really well. You can buy little, little foil packets like towelettes. You can throw a couple of those in there. You know, you can get a little tube and tiny tube of Neosporin in there just in case something little happens. You know, there's other hygiene items you could put in either bag, like toenail clippers, any of the stuff you think you're going to need. You know, any, anything like that. You could put more traumatic medical items in there, like a tourniquet and a pressure bandage. Why not? I carry tourniquets all the time, but don't carry things you don't know how to use. You, and you can, you can build that first aid kit up, whatever you're going to need. Medications. And even if you don't use medications, if you're going to be out and about, in either one of these situations, especially going back to the first one, let's say you're that traveling work person that's doing the DJing or some other job. Maybe you're just a construction worker guy that drives all over town and has a job. And occasionally you could end up somewhere where the project makes it to where you have to stay in a hotel for a couple of days. All right, let's look at what we're eating. If you're a person that tends to eat a certain way 
and typically eating at home. And then when you're in these situations, you realize you're not cooking your own food, you're going to have to eat out. Whether you're hitting Jack in a Box, a steakhouse, or the snack machine, you're going to be consuming foods and things at different intervals, probably, and very likely different types of foods, which could have an effect on your body. Anything from making you sick to having diarrhea to having nothing at all. So there may be over-the-counter the medicines. You might want to get a little blister pack or two of anti-diarrheals. You don't have to carry that whole big bag. You might want to get a little blister pack of like Sudafed or something in case you get a cold while you're out there. Maybe some Tylenol in case you get sick and get a fever. Enough to cover you for the time period we're looking at, which sounds like three days, two nights. Maybe we get extended to a third night. And those blister packs, you can buy them fairly cheaply in boxes of 25 or 50. Or you can just go to the corner gas station and pick up a couple. Things like that to think about that may make sense for you. So I typically carry, I mean, I have different types of medical kits, but I carry things like common cold medicines, common headache medicines, common pain relievers like ibuprofen, common painkillers like Tylenol, anti-diarrheals, and I also carry uh, Benadryl pills for allergies. I carry those. For me, they're a backup because I have other primaries, but they're also there if other people need them. So those are other things to look at. And those don't take up much space at all. Now, another thing to consider here is when we have a go bag and we've gone into the second situation where we're looking at it more like a get home bag, there's other things to consider about get home bags based on your environment. There are situations where people carry things like firearms in those bags as backups, which makes sense for where they are. I know people have rifles that they carry in bags. And the reason is because the parts of the countries they live in and where they go and do things, if they get stuck, they need a bag with a rifle in it because the types of predators that are out there, because they're nine millimeter, unless it scares them off, isn't going to stop that cat or that bear from doing its business. So things like that depend on who you are and your environment and whether or not those matter. I know people in their bags carry a book, so they have something to do every time they sit down and read. Other things to consider based on your environment. Do you need to carry things to start a fire while you're walking through downtown San Francisco? That's probably not a high priority, but if you're out in the middle of Wyoming and your car breaks down and you could get stuck out there overnight, having something to make a fire may be useful. So it depends on your situation. Other things we could carry in there. Weather can change pretty quickly, especially on the coast. Even if it's just a cheap one and not a nice one, having something for wet weather, even if it's a whole top and a hood, or if the clothes you wear, whether they're wool or not, tend to be good with wind and and rain, maybe having a hat that repels water or just to keep the body heat in, which can be helpful. Gloves, if you think gloves will apply. And from there, it can grow quite a bit and start to get bigger and be more impactful and longer. So while you could carry a few bags of dehydrated mountain house and a pocket stove with those good environmental, safe, clean burning tabs to boil two cups of water to eat those, that takes up a lot of space and weight. And if your bag's only designed to last you a couple of days in an urban environment where you're traveling for work, probably not needed. Whereas longer situations or away from that environment might very well be needed. So that's something to look at and consider. This is why I say it's about what's the purpose of our bag. We need to define the purpose of our bag and as specific as possible what we want it for. Then how long do I want to live out of this bag if I'm living out of it? How long do I want this bag to sustain me if I have no other options? Let's say that's not even the requirement. It's not that serious. I want this bag to be good for about 72 hours in this environment where I could end up staying in a hotel for a couple of nights that's unplanned. And I want to make sure I have the clothing and hygiene items to cover my stay and money for food and going out with a drink with a friend and making sure I have a hotel, which is far more important to the purpose of this bag that provides me extra support, but not sustainment. And I don't have any of these other items because I don't need them. This is why the purpose and the time frame are so important before we start putting it together. From there, breakdown. You can go into categories if you want. You can make a list. You can do it in your head. Whatever works for you. Things that make sense for you to have in there because of the design and time period of this bag. 
So if you want to carry that full-size body wash bottle in there because the entire purpose of this bag is just backup supplies for an extended stay and you're going to walk from your car into your hotel room and that big old bottle weighs two pounds, probably not a big deal. If we get into a longer situation or a more extreme situation where we need that space and want to drop the weight, then we probably get rid of that big old body of body wash and we put it down in a little tiny bottle or we get a bar of soap. Always think about things like electricity, having backup or at least the initial power cords or power supplies or whatever we need to power our electronics. You may be having a go bag specifically designed just around cords and plugins. I have a go bag just for that. It's small. It's a little, very specific bag that keeps a couple of backup battery supplies. It has different types of cords, even ones that I don't use for charging tablets and cell phones. And it has plug-in ones for my car, as well as outlets that are high wattage, rapid charging. When I travel long distance and I'm going to be gone for more than a couple of weeks, I always have that because I don't know where I'm staying, what I'm doing. Even if it's planned, those things can change. But I always keep that in mind. That's why that backup battery supply is good. If the power goes out and your phone dies, that's where that backup battery comes in good. Well, I've talked about different ways to travel with money and how to use money. The prepaid credit cards, even as a backup, even if it's just a little one, is always a good idea to have. And you could use it solely as a backup and use your own money. It's however you want to do it. Another thing you could do, too, is if you're a person that, say, goes to Starbucks a lot or any specific type of restaurant when you travel... Typically, you can go to Costco or any grocery store anymore and usually buy prepaid cards for those. What's nice about those is you can maintain anonymity while you're in the store unless you're requiring ID for alcohol. It's quick and easy, and they can tell you how much money's on there. You don't have to pull your wallet or money out to identify where it is. Not that I'm saying you need to think somebody's going to pickpocket you all the time, but it's just a nice little security feature about how to protect where your money is. The clothing is a big one, especially undergarments to help us stay clean and fresh because here's the one thing you need to think about. If you end up staying longer than planned and there's no facilities for you to use a washer and dryer, but you're in a hotel and you can bathe, you can make your clothes last longer by cycling them out. And then when you're alone in your room, changing the room temperature depending on what you wear to kind of make that up. The other thing could be If there is no power, you're not in a hotel, and especially if the weather is in such a way where you're going to be active and sweating a lot because of your work or you're walking, all of a sudden, those extra clothes, even if it's only for a day and it gets extended to two, but you have, let's say, a couple pairs of socks and three or four pairs of underwear, then you may very well be happier that you had those items. So those are other things to consider. Don't assume Everything goes bad at once, like all these apocalyptic scenarios. When it goes bad, it's all going down. Very possible, but don't assume that's going to happen. In the same way, though, don't assume all the creature comforts and luxuries are going to be there. We don't think about a Motel 6 shower as a creature comfort or a luxury until we haven't had one for a while, the power's been out, or we've been walking down the street maybe just for four hours trying to get to one because our car broke down. All of a sudden, those things become luxuries. Things we don't have that we want or need become comforts and luxuries really fast when they show up. Don't forget about having something to carry water if you don't have a water source. Water source is good, but at least have something to carry water. And water filtration can be good, especially when you're away from a city. Now, don't get me wrong, city water is gross in most places. Some of those filters help with that. Also, having any of those electrolyte drinks can add some flavor to your water. If you're eating city, drinking city water you're not used to that tastes gross, those drinks can cover that up. Additionally, they'll at least provide electrolytes, but if you get a good hydration salt, it'll replace the uh, sodium glucose electrolytes and potassium, which is good to keep your brain and your body functioning properly in your water in balance. Snacks are going to be important all the time. Plan your snacks around the purpose of the bag. If you really think you're going to have to travel long distance in a couple of the scenarios I gave, having those hiking type high calorie snacks or something along those lines with a good mix of things will probably work out. But if it's just that first travel go bag where we're just using it to make sure we have a few extra things, if we get stuck somewhere, we get extended on our work we weren't really planning for, maybe there's a type of food you can throw in there that's a treat. Maybe you like a certain type of candy every once in a while, throw a couple pieces in there. Maybe you know hotel coffee sucks 
and you like to bring your own coffee, or let's say you drink tea, bring a few bags of tea because they still got the coffee pot. It'll make the water hot. Think like that. What are the little extra things I would want? Maybe you like tea, but you don't drink it all that much. Well, maybe if you get stuck in that whole hotel room, you can break out that tea you haven't had in a while, especially if it's herbal. Not going to keep you up at night just to have something nice to drink so that you don't go out and spend money drinking a soda or a beer or something like that if that's not what you want to do. The point is, I try to keep things simple and give you ideas and suggestions the best I can. Just remember, I will keep beating this up. It goes down to defining the purpose of our bag to the best of our ability, what we really want this bag for. This whole idea that a bag can be created for any situation is horseshit. People will say that either aren't creative at all or are dumb as far as I'm concerned because I don't think you want to haul around a bag made for the apocalypse in a situation where you only needed to make sure you have a few extra items if you have to stay in a hotel an extra night and it may not even have all the items you need in there so there's no such thing as a bag that fits all purposes maybe all purposes in a specific category of need but that doesn't mean it's going to fit all needs so identify your purpose How long do I want this to sustain me for my requirement as a backup item for extended stay, as a survival item, as an item that has extra equipment for my gear that I'm using, as an item that is there to uh, sustain me and assist me in the event that I have to go mobile on for for whatever reason that could last some time. So you got to figure that out. Then we just start looking at things. And here's the other thing, too. You're not going to get it right the first time. It's going to evolve and change. Why? Yeah, maybe the clothes you keep in there, you cycle out just because of the seasons. You know, maybe you wear a tie at work and all of a sudden your tie gets stained or something happens to your tie. And then you go, oh, you know what? I need to start carrying a spare tie in there. Could be something like that. Maybe you think I don't need toenail clippers because I clip my toenails every week and I'm responsible But then one time it just didn't work out because your schedule was busy and you got this last minute call and you're like, I'm going to start keeping those in there in case this happens again. There will be changes and evolutions. Be aware of that. Look forward to it. That's how you kind of customize it to yourself. This is why when people talk about all these different types of bags, they say, well, what do you need? It's a fair question, but what I think they should explain is how to figure out what you need and realizing that one person's needs aren't necessarily going to fit yours. However, Their ideas might be good ideas for you, and some of their ideas might be exactly what you want, which is why I try to give ideas. So those are the things to look at. What's it for? How long do I want it to be for? And then start building it around that. Remember, it's essential items, essential to the purpose and design of the go bag. Okay, Essential doesn't necessarily mean minimal. Essential doesn't necessarily mean survival. Essential doesn't mean expensive. Essential doesn't mean cheap. Essential can be as much as what most reasonable people would call an extreme need to what anybody else would call a luxury item. It's You get to define what essential is. That's why I carry slippers as an essential item. Just saying. Now, I do truly hope this answers your question to the best of my ability. If not, Johnny, let me know. If anybody else has any questions or comments, please share them. Shoot me an email. Comment on any of those social media channels. That would be Wonderful, and I will definitely try to respond to you in a manner that satisfies what you're asking or to definitely answer it on here. Take a look to check out different types of bags and what people put in them for different reasons. Tons of stuff on YouTube, tons of websites on it. Your initial findings are going to focus heavily on bug out bags for survival, but you will find other things. This is why, going back to the beginning, When I first looked at the first option being kind of a backup support item for an extended stay while traveling is one of the reasons why I want to go to grandma's purse to see the kind of stuff they carry in there and how much crap they have. That's why I also mentioned we're traveling by vehicle as much as we want to have that mobile bag. Certain things you may want to keep in your car you're not now. And if traveling by vehicle and possibly staying somewhere or staying longer than planned clothing becomes a big deal. So having at least one backup set of clothing and shoes is very nice to have. Not to mention that, keep that as that's a vehicle item. So if you say, I want, as an example, I want three changes of clothes in my go bag. Great. I have a change of clothes in my car. Don't take your go bag and knock it down to two. Leave it at three because at least you have another backup and set of options if something happens. 
So remember that too. Everything's a separate item. There's all kinds of tools and things that you may need based on who you are. Somebody might want a multi-tool or a knife. Somebody might want a flashlight. Somebody might want a tourniquet, whereas somebody else wants a Band-Aid. All these things are based around your needs for what this bag is for. So like in military speak, I would think of it like this. What's the bag's mission? What's the mission of that bag? Then fulfill the requirements. Here's the bag's mission. Here's what the bag requires. Adjust the requirements as needed. Now, if you're still in a position where you're thinking, I'm not entirely clear on this. I'm not sure what to do. I need another way to look at this. I have something to help you out, something to give you one more thing to look at while you're trying to figure out purpose and longevity and what you're trying to do. First, you just have to admit to yourself that you're dependent. You're not independent. And I don't mean that in a bad way. If you're sitting there going, I'm a strong independent. That's not what I'm talking about. Simple example. You're dependent on water. Without it, you die, period. So what's your plan when you don't have water? I'll put that in a better context. I'll just use me. Instead of trying to convince you, we'll talk about me. I'm dependent on my washer and dryer. I'm dependent on them to clean my clothes. Now, I realize I have a laundromat. I don't want to go. I don't want to have repairmen coming to my house. And if I don't have to, I don't want to have to replace them. But I do have a backup system for cleaning clothes. One example, I'm dependent on hot water. Because I see coffee and hot showers as a necessity. Now, maybe you're unfamiliar with this newfangled idea as hot showers, but they're pretty awesome. And I'm dependent on that. I have lived a long-term period where I was drinking out of the same hose I was taking showers of or using bottled waters. I was trying to thaw through the night with my body heat so I could clean myself in the morning with them. Makes me more dependent on hot showers. There are things that maybe life-saving necessities we're depending on like water to drink as well as modern conveniences that we are actually dependent on we're dependent on money that's the form of barter and trade we use now in order to acquire things i'm dependent on gas because i want to drive my car point of this is when you're building this bag and you identify its purpose what we're saying is i am dependent on certain things What things are those? Here's the bag's purpose. What under there, under that list of the purpose, are things you're dependent on that you want to have as backup or additional supplies in case what you're dependent on fails? Now, that can be a lot of things, but we want to think about which ones are the most critical for what this bag is. That's why I use the example. We're dependent on food. However, we can go a lot longer with it than water, but that's not fun. We all want to eat. But if you're in the inner city, having that cook set and all that freeze-dried food may not be the way we want to address that dependency. We might want to address that dependency by having that prepaid card so we can go out and eat just about anywhere that's open. Whereas out in the middle of Wyoming, that prepaid card ain't going to buy us much out on the range, but... That freeze-dried food and that little can of stove might help us out. So think of it that way. What are the things I'm dependent on, especially ones I'd be concerned about if they didn't happen? I travel a lot for work, and I always stay with one of my buddies because I happen to always come to this one area. What happens when you can't do that? What happens when he's sick? What happens when they're in the hospital? What happens when they sell the house and move and don't tell you? What happens when they're out of town last minute and you can't stay there no more? Then you need a backup plan. Now, is everything going to be a backup plan in these bags? No, not necessarily. It depends on the situation. But some of them will be. Many of them probably will be backups. Those slippers, slippers I take, those aren't backups to anything. But they are an essential item that I plan for that I carry in a travel bag when I travel for when I stay in hotels or at somebody's house. So essential, not necessarily a back backup, but I am dependent on it. Because of why I told you, I don't like wearing bare feet in other people's places. And I don't like just wearing socks unless I'm wearing shoes. But it sucks to wear shoes all the time. So unless I'm just going to lay on the bed, I'm dependent on the slippers. So remember, the dependency doesn't have to be essential to life like water. It may be dependent on a certain comfort. Those are the things you need to identify and figure out. When you figure out exactly the purpose of this bag, what things am I dependent on, and how long do I really want this to last for? As simple as it sounds, that's why I gave so many examples in different ways that we might be addressing Johnny's question. I imagine maybe there's pieces of all of them that actually answers this question. Maybe that's how it works out. Some people listening to this, they don't give two shits about 
a go bag for a DJ, but maybe they're working on an everyday carry bag. Maybe they're working on a real bug out bag. Maybe you're just working on a bag to go hiking or go camping. These principles still apply. It's just figuring out the things that fall in those categories. Bag's purpose, what things are I'm dependent on, and how long do I want those dependencies to last for? So you're going to be staying in hotels. Hygiene items are a backup supply. Okay, if you, you don't end up at a hotel or you don't think you're going to be at a hotel and it becomes a get-home bag or you're stuck in the middle of nowhere, they become an item that's not a backup because there's no other source, but you need them in order to stay clean because you've decided that that has a certain amount of importance. So that's one thing to look at. What are we dependent on? And if we lose that thing we're dependent on, do I have a backup for it? And do I need a backup for it? Is it that important? Part of the socks I have, why I always recommend having those socks, I have good socks. I learned a lot about having healthy feet in the military. And I have good, expensive wool socks that I can wear year-round, a couple different types. While I do carry the extra socks to change every day, I know because of the type of wool, the types of socks they are, and how well they work for me and how to take care of my feet, I can actually wear those socks for two to three days, only about a day and a half if I'm walking long distance, like 10, 20, 30 miles, but in most situations, two to three days before I even get an odor. That's just something I happen to know about me. You probably have something similar in some other area. So figure out these things, what things you're dependent on, what things you want to not be dependent on other people for. That's part of what these go bags are for. It just depends on the go bag's purpose. Some items will be back up. Some won't. What items am I dependent on because of my current situation? And if my situation changes, what dependencies do I create? If you like this episode, don't forget us a like, share, heart, whatever your platform is using, and make sure you let people know you think will enjoy this material. Give us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're at, and don't forget to check out the show notes and check out dmrpublications.com. And we will be back again shortly with more information right here on Grayman, Hiding in Plain Sight.